Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, John Helmkamp, Matthew Betts, and Matt Okada. We are back. It is Thursday. Welcome into the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Fourth day in a row of our voices in your ear holes, driving in the car, headphones, whatever it is. What is up, listeners? Thanks so much for sticking with us all week. We've been breaking down these rookies like crazy. We started with the running backs on Monday, wide receivers on Tuesday, quarterbacks and tight ends on Wednesday. And fellas, it's time to put it all together for a rookie mock draft. If you're listening... Just so you're aware, we are also on YouTube. You can check us out there. You can watch our instant reactions to our picks. Um, you can watch me drink a White Claw, which the guys are making fun of me uh. for, but I don't <laughs> care. Uh, fellas, it's been a long week. It's Thursday. How is everyone doing on this fine Thursday, by the way? Um, It is great. Thursday is one of my favorite day of the weeks for no particular yes, reason. Yes, I love Thursdays. So I love Thursday. there's that. Also, I had this thought, Bets, when you were talking about how we've been in our listeners' ear holes for four days straight. I bet you that if they had problems with wet earwax, that it's all dried out now because of all the heat that's been blasting into their ears <laughs> from our podcast. Let's oh my go God. helping Bring the, ear the heat. Come on now. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> it's Science, half funny. Bro. It's mostly weird. But hey, here we are. <laughs> this is it's the Red Shirts. Slightly Shirt. disgusting. Fantasy uh, football podcast. This is our podcast of the day because it's still <laughs> Sunday technically. It is for Sunday. Us, even though it's Thursday for you guys. Um, so it's going to be wild. It is going to be wild. Uh, this is going to be a fun show. We are breaking down all these rookies in our rookie mock draft. We've already talked about every single one of the players that's going to come off the board. So you're not going to hear us talk about Joe Burrow for 10 minutes. If you want that, go no. back to yesterday's podcast. Same thing for DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, et cetera, et cetera. All the detail that you guys want is in the podcast for this week, as well as on YouTube. So check those out for the Rookie Profile series. We have randomly generated the order of the Rookie Draft. We're going to go three rounds. Shocker, John goes first, and we already know who the pick is. Uh, but we're going to go a, a reverse, uh, we're going to snake it basically. So it's going to go John, yeah. Okada, myself, and then we're going to go reverse order, me, Okada, and John, and reverse that all the way through 36 picks. Listeners, we need you to vote on who has the best draft. Not the best team because let's say, for example, if John ends up with four running backs and only two wide receivers and a bunch of quarterbacks, like that's not what matters. We want to know... Who's the best drafter? Who got the best value? Who picked the best players? Not a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end roster. Right. Hopefully that makes sense. But we'll put it out on social media for you guys to vote on. Um, and you can just fast forward to the end of the podcast if you want to because the answer will be me. All right, boys. Uh, are we ready no. to kick off the draft? I'm ready. We are. Let's do and it. And I am already typing. Um, so the 1.01 on my heart and the 1.01 in any format for me is Jonathan Taylor going behind an elite offensive line? Might face a slight stab in the side with Naheem Hines this year, but will walk into bell cow duties soon enough. He is a stud, and I'm all in. I guess we should have prefaced this. Are we doing Superflex? We are. Okay. We're I mean, I'd Superflex? be happy if we didn't, because then I have to make the choice I'm about to have to make. You're, but you're, let's do Superflex. No, no we're yeah, doing, we're doing Superflex, Superflex, and you're making your choice. 
Alright, so I tried to trade down to the 103 with bets so that I wouldn't have to choose between Burrow and Tua, but I am forced to do so, uh, and I know that bets will get to pick whichever one I don't pick. Yep. I'm gonna, listen, I, I thought for a second about taking the other guy just to spice things up, but I nah. decided no. I'm staying true to myself. On I'm brand. taking Tua Tungavailoa with the 102. He is my quarterback one, and I love him dearly, and I'm and very so- excited. And so, because we are doing a mock draft, let's let's give a a phonetical breakdown of Tungavailoa's last name. Oh, uh, and he put a video out there breaking it down, and it was fascinating. It is literally tongue, like the mm-hmm. thing in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Tung a vi loa, Tungavailoa. Mm-hmm. That's how you pronounce that. It is not Tungavailoa or. I don't even know whatever Tago other... Tago which is how it looks. I've, yeah, there's a lot of taga I've heard out there. It is tongue, like the tongue in your mouth. Tungavailoa is how you pronounce that last name. All right. Thank you for that, John. Uh, you the are next welcome. player on the list does not need help pronouncing his name. That is Joe Burrow. Okada said it. I'm going to take the, the other quarterback in this draft. Those two are in a tier of their own. I'll take Joe Burrow here. Uh, obviously, first overall pick in the NFL draft. Intriguing player for fantasy goes to a decent situation with lots of good playmakers. So I will take him at 1.03. That puts me back on the clock at 1.04. And I'm going to take a guy that John and I are higher on than Okada because Okada is wrong. That is Clyde Edwards Elaire. Yep. Lands in Kansas City. Phenomenal landing spot. I don't care what you say, Okada. The first running back off the board in the first round. Pat Mahomes literally hand picked this guy to be in his backfield. Take uh, CEH here at 1.04. Okada, back to you. Uh, yeah, that is a silly, silly choice. It gives me many great options. Um, but I'm going to go away from, I think, what my typical option might be here, which would be to take the next running back. And I'm going to go ahead and take the top receiver. And I feel like doing it because I don't, uh, I feel like this is a nice short draft where I'm going to get some more sweet running backs. And I want to give me one of these elite wide receivers right now. So I'm going to take Jerry Judy, my wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and enjoy it thoroughly. Boy, I'll tell you what. I don't know that I could love you any more right now than I ever have. Um, at Thank the you. sixth overall pick, which I think is the appropriate way to look at this, not saying my second round pick, the sixth overall pick here uh, is C.D. Lamb, uh, stud muffin alpha dog wide receiver that goes to a situation where I feel like he will win out in short order. And at least I think we'll feast as the number two in that offense for the short term. Um, I mean, we saw, jeez, uh, slot receiver, old, used to be Randall with Seattle. Cobb? Randall Cobb. Dang it, I got the yeah. right one you did. Randall Cobb Wait, had he, over 800 yards last Seattle? year. I, I No, he hasn't. Um, Randall Why'd Cobb. Why did you say that then? <laughs> I didn't. You did say that. Oh, Freudian slip. Sorry, Freudian slip. Meant to say Green Bay. Okay. Um. Reynolds Cobb got over 800 yards. I think CeeDee Lamb should well exceed that. Has very good opportunity to exceed 1,000 yards, I think, in his rookie season. I think it can happen. I'm all in on that with potential for growth. My next pick, um, I think that I am going to change things up a little bit here. After doing some discussion over the last four podcasts, which all happened to be today, um, I've moved this running back up to my third running back instead of my fourth mm. running back. I'm going to go one Mr. Uh, Cameron Akers, mm-hmm. who finds himself as a bell cow in a Sean McVay offense. Um, I think it's juicy. 
I absolutely love it. I think it's a fantastic spot for him to feast. I've been all in on him all season. Uh, and he finds himself, I think, in the best possible scenario that he could have expected to go in the NFL draft. Um, love that fit. Love it. All in there. Yeah, so uh, secretly what I was doing when I was picking Judy was making John pick between Swift and Akers so that you I were. wouldn't have to. You were! So that's what I've done here because yep. I already had to make the tough quarterback choice. You have chosen Akers kindly. You're and welcome. so I will take Swift because yep. I'm not sure yet which, in fact, it's splitting whatever hairs. I think yeah, is going to be the guy between Swift and Akers for me will not be the guy a week after that. So listen, guys, flip a coin when you get to draft day, unless something changes between now and then and we give you a more stable answer. But these guys are both going to be good. I'm really excited for both of their careers. I think they're both going to be fantasy relevant relatively early and produce for you. Swift, I think, is probably the better talent and arguably the best pure runner Jonathan Taylor certainly very very good in his production certainly speaks volumes as well but Swift's tape is nasty so I get him in a good situation I liken it to a Mixon Bernard type situation so I think he can be the Joe Mixon of the Lions and that sounds lovely to me yep. give me DeAndre Swift Nothing wrong there. alrighty that puts me on the clock here with the ninth overall pick I'm gonna take a guy walking into a situation where he is going to get over 100 targets he's the man Coming out of LSU, Justin Jefferson, absolute PPR machine. My third ranked wide receiver. He's the third wide receiver off the board. In this case, love him in Minnesota. And then at the 10th overall pick, I'm going to go back to a running back who we talked about a lot on the Tuesday show. Or sorry, no, Monday show. That isn't necessarily a play for this season specifically. But he goes to Baltimore. It's J.K. Dobbins. They want to run, run, run some more. I will take the running back of the future there for the Ravens at the 10th pick. Yeah, I was hoping that Jefferson would fall back to me. He was the guy I wanted to pick next. However, I now get to pick my guy, which, listen, there's, a, there's part of me that's tempted to let him go for now, pick someone else, and hope he comes back to me, and John doesn't take him. But I'm not going to take that risk. I'm going to go out and get Brandon Ayuk, who is my Ooh. wide receiver for right after Justin Jefferson. I think that... Oh, I know that John would go with another receiver before him, but just in case yeah. he felt like going two, because we're at a tier break at running back, That's I wanted close. to get my guy now. So I will take Ayuk, my favorite landing spot of the entire draft, with the 49ers, going to be a monstrosity. I Listen, he's going to lead the NFL in yards after catch at some point in the next three years. Call I it right now. I can see it. I can see it for sure. Uh, and that, while the yards after catch technically themselves don't count for fantasy, the yards count, and that's all that matters to me. So <laughs> give me Brandon Ayuk and his big, big plays and his delicious Kyle Shanahan offense. Boy, thank you um, for doing that for me because I'm going to take my third-ranked wide receiver on the board, someone that walks into a position where he should see immense Target volume with big play opportunity. I am taking Jalen Rager, who landed in Philly and only has to compete with the corpses of Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Thank Jackson. you very much. That's the one I was looking for. Uh, Deshaun Jackson. I love Jalen Rager there. I think he's a do-it-all wide receiver that can win on every level of the defense. Uh, really love that fit. I'm going to double down, and I am going to take... One Mr. Keyshawn Vaughn uh, mm, landing in Tampa Bay, someone I've loved all along, played at Vanderbilt, played in the SEC against very stout defenses, did well regardless. 
Uh, love his tape. He is balanced on any aspect of his game. He can be a three-down back. He's going to be the check-down option, I believe, for Tom Brady in a Bruce Arians offense. I love the fit. And boy, oh boy, am I loving my guys so far. Akata, before we go to your next pick, let's do a round one recap real quick for the listeners. And oh. then we'll go to uh, the 2.02. So at oh, is- the first overall pick, yeah. we had John stay on brand, take Jonathan Taylor, no surprise. Okada with a tough choice between Joe Bur- Burrow and Tua. He went Tua. So I went Burrow, and then I followed up with CEH. Okada took Jerry Judy at the five spot. CeeDee Lamb goes to John at six. Cam Akers again to John at seven. DeAndre Swift at eight to Okada. Then I doubled up with Justin Jefferson and J.K. Dobbins. Okada takes his guy, Brandon Ayuk, at 1.11. And then at the 12th spot, John takes Jalen Rager. Kicking off yeah, the 2.01 with Keyshawn and Vaughn. And then he Okada. takes Keyshawn Vaughn, which makes my choice pretty easy because I was probably going to lean Keyshawn Vaughn between two options, but this gives me a clear choice, and it's going to be my second quarterback. The only team was two quarterbacks so far. How exciting. Uh, it's Justin Herbert. Justin Bear. if you're a Mighty A-Bear. Ducks uh, goalie fan back in and the I day. Guy Bear. Classic. That's a great um, reference, Okada. Yeah, great <laughs> I throwback. love that. Uh, listen, I'm super excited about Justin Herbert. I wasn't as excited before, but then he went to the Chargers, and I think he's going to be good. So uh, this is right around where I expect him to go and right around where I expect to want to get him. So yeah. if you're in a super flex league and he's still here early second, yep. I think it's fine to go for him there. So I'll take Justin Herbert. Love that. Yeah, I think that's a, a great value on Herbert. I was hoping you would pass on him and I would be able to take him here at the 2.03. It would have been a smash, easy decision there. Um, I have a little bit of a decision to make here. At the 2.03, go, though, guys, this is a player who I would take in the late first round of my rookie draft. So I'm happy to get Michael Pittman out of ah! USC at the 2.03. He steps right into Indianapolis as the two across from T.Y. Hilton. Big play receiver. Uh, good size, athletic, good route runner. Like this guy a lot. And then I'm going to pair him with a wide receiver who's a little bit opposite of Michael Pittman. You know, Pittman's that big body type guy. Henry Ruggs is fast as all get out. Fastest wide receiver at the combine, 427. He's intriguing. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily a huge Ruggs guy in fantasy, but at the 2.04, I'm willing to find out if he's Tyree Kill. So he's my pick here at 2.04, and that goes right back to Okada at the 2.05. Uh, yeah, I knew you would take Herbert if I let him pass, and I was hoping that you wouldn't take Pittman if I let him pass, but I was kind of expecting you to do so. Also, I will say as a note that while waiting for John to make his pick of Vaughn, no, yeah, Vaughn, uh, and deciding for my next pick, whether it would be Pittman, Ruggs, or Herbert, I decided that I would want I would want Pittman more than Rugs, and so I moved him above Rugs in my rankings. Love it. So, so did I. that's a thing that happened on our podcast. I think he's already um, above me. I think he's already above Rugs for mine. I'm gonna have to go double check. Uh, all right. Well, this is an interesting point. I feel like we've kind of reached a tear break here. Um, uh, kind of these are all the guys who could go in the first round, and it wouldn't be shocking. Like if you if someone takes these all these guys that have gone in the first round, I'd be like, you know what, I'm all right with that. And where are we at? Two point oh four. I think we're at two. You're one, the two point oh five. Yeah, I'm two oh five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. crazy. 
That's nice. Now we reach an interesting point where we have a lot of different options, a lot of different ways to go. I'm tempted to do a certain thing, which I think I can do with my next pick. So instead, I will do a different thing. <laughs> and I will take T. Higgins. Oh, damn you. <laughs> yeah, oh. because I figured that you would want to do that. I would. Um, I, really I am excited for T. Higgins' future. We talked on the wide receiver pod about how he's kind of the receiver version of J.K. Dobbins, who Betts took earlier in the first round, in that he will probably not be great for you this year. But I'm getting him here at the, what, 205? He mm -hmm. is a person, a player, and in a position where in two or three years, he could have been worth the 105. Easily. Yeah, I believe it. So, while I will not expect it this year, getting potential 105 type player here at the 205 feels great to me. So, T. Higgins. So, I have back-to-back -back picks. Um, I already know the two players that I'm going to go, but for ranking sakes... Uh, I'm going to take LaVisca Chenault first. Ooh, um, I, I like, like his talent a ton. This is a do-it-all threat that we, was used all over the board. He goes to Jacksonville, um, who has basically just one wide receiver in uh, DD Baby Shark, and, and that's... Uh, he's only got Shark there. That That's basically the only option that's left. Um... Shark, LaVisca Chenault comes in as being the two, someone that can line up all over the field. Uh, he can do work out of the slot. He's going to be kind of a gadget guy. I think that he can also win at, at you know, the wide receiver position as well, especially going against, uh, I think he's really good against his own defense from watching his tape. I like him. He's super versatile. If it wasn't for injury concerns, I think that he would have been already gone off the board. I think that his injury concerns have pushed him down a little bit. Uh, to double down on LaVisca Chenault, I'm going to go Denzel Mims with my next pick, who goes mm. to an offense that I do not like at all, but he should walk in and be able to carve out a huge role right away. Um, he's going to face some competition there uh, for targets, um, but I still think that he's the best wide receiver option that they have on that team. Someone that he is going to get really well acquainted with Sam Darnold right away. Um, a bigger body that can win contested catches and and also play a really good short to intermediate game as well. At, at this point, I'm okay taking that gamble on that landing spot for Denzel Mims. Yeah, that's not too surprising for me, and I don't hate it. Um, and it's also all right for me because I'm going to take a receiver that I talked about on the receiver pod as actually liking quite a bit above consensus and one spot above Mims and two spots above Chenault, who is who you took before that. So this works out well for me. It is Van Jefferson uh, out of Florida with the Rams, picked early in the second round right after they picked Cam Akers. And I think he's the guy they want to be the successor to whichever of Robert Woods and Cooper Cup they don't keep around after this next year. And if they keep both, then he is a replacement for Brandon Cooks in what was a three-headed productive receiver attack. So I think that he can carve out a role despite the, the decent players on that team. In this good of an offense, I think he'll be productive. I think he's a great route runner and a solid prospect who can benefit in this offense. So... Uh, this might be a little earlier than you will see him going a lot of drafts, but I'm happy yeah. to get him here and, uh, I'm happy to have him on my little not team, quote unquote. <laughs> well, I'm not sure what that was. Uh, okay. uh <laughs> me either, to be honest. Let's hope that never happens again for the listeners. Um, Probably will, dumb diddly. 
<laughs> After Van Jefferson, I am also going to address the wide receiver position. How about a little Chase Claypool in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh? Like it. Uh, athletic dude, big bodied receiver, um, steps right in with second round draft capital into Pittsburgh. Could easily push Deontay Johnson and James Washington uh, for targets as early as this season, but certainly looks forward to maybe you know a productive receiver down the line. So I love uh, the call there in the late second to get a guy like that. And then I'm also going to take a running back here. And we've talked about him in detail. We don't mm. love the player in general, but there's a realistic scenario that he leads the Bills' backfield. I'll take a shot on Zach Moss here uh, at the the 210. I think that's about right for him somewhere in the back half of the second round um, to see what happens there. So he should get touches in Buffalo, who has been a run-heavy team uh, for quite a while now. So 210, I will take Zach Moss. Zachary Moss. All right. Okay, this is interesting for me. Um... I think I'm going to go ahead and take my guy here. I was yep. considering taking him two rounds ago, but knew I didn't need to. And then I kind of figured I didn't need to with this last pick either. So I'll take him here, and I'd be very happy about it. It is Cole Komet, tight end, out of Notre Dame, on the Bears. Best tight end on the Bears. Write it down. Put it in stone. It's not It's not hard, hard to, to do. do. <laughs> True. It's a very fair point. Uh, they just but, got 10 random dudes on the roster. Yeah. Uh, I think he can finally be in the Bears' Nagy offense, what uh, Nagy was hoping to find in several other tight ends that they've tried to put into a quote-unquote Travis Kelsey role. I think he can be that better than any of them and be very, very productive. And I think that whether it's Trubisky or Foles, they will look to commit with consistency. I think that he fills out a pass-catching core very nicely for them. Uh, and gives uh, me a great fantasy option. So I get the best tight end, really the only one worth drafting. Thank you very much. Not Not true. On to you, John. (laughs) So I am going to go with a wide receiver that goes to a team that is very interested in filling the wide receiver position. In the first round of the NFL draft, they went with an absolute burner. That might be more than that. Uh, then they followed up later by getting a big body possession red zone target. I'm going to take Brian Edwards, who lands uh, with the Las pick. Vegas Raiders. Uh, really enjoy him there. Think that he has the potential to develop into that team's number one wide receiver. Uh, while Henry Ruggs might fill more of a speed deep option. That's going to be a really interesting situation to monitor because it can go so many different ways. Like, Rugs could just be a deep threat, or he could be someone that is heavily utilized, involved, and in scheme to get him the ball. So that's going to be really intriguing to watch. But at this point, um, I feel great about that pick and taking that upside. Really liked him in college. Think that he was a really great prospect. Um, I'm going to follow that up with a running back. Um, that goes to a situation where he might not have an immediate opportunity, but his opportunity down the line could become very, very clear very, very quickly. I'm going to go Anthony McFarland, who landed with Pittsburgh. Uh, The only real competition in front of him is James Conner, who has been bitten by the injury bug uh, frequently lately. This is, I think, Conner's last year to put up or shut up. He's either going to stay healthy and dominate and get an extension, or if he's injury 
prone again, however you want to interpret that language. If he gets injured again, misses more time, has more nagging injuries, they're not going to give him a new contract and they're going to move on from him. So I think Anthony McFarland finds himself in an interesting situation. I think that he's going to be involved this year. I don't think they're going to do what they've been doing in years past, leaning on one running back in Pittsburgh. I think they've noticed that that does not work with James Conner. So at the bare minimum, I think Anthony McFarland is going to factor in than most of the second running backs in Pittsburgh have in, in recent history. Yeah, I kind of like that one. That's pretty nice. Uh, I'm going to actually take a, a running back as well. A guy that I actually have one spot ahead of McFarland, and I brought him up at the very end of our running back podcast as an interesting, basically, round three or four guy if you want to <sighs> take a shot. I'm mad at you. It is Joshua Kelly yeah. out of UCLA. Uh, go turn on his senior bowl tape. Nice If you want to see. What, Great yeah, senior you bowl. See, he was really nice. He, him and Justin bowl. Herbert. Yep. Really stood out at the Senior Bowl and got themselves drafted where they did, or helped themselves get drafted where they did. Absolutely. Uh, in the 2020 draft, uh, he goes to the Chargers. Uh, in case I didn't mention that, where he can. Oh, funny! They played together at the Senior Bowl. Oh, they did. Would you look at look that? At Interesting. Clearly, the Chargers were at the Senior Bowl and yes, liked what they, they saw. Were. Yep. And 100%. By the way, that's not even sarcastic. Te- certain teams <laughs> just really like Senior Bowl players. Yeah. This is clearly one of them. Um, oh, I, I hadn't even thought about to, that until right now. That's yeah, fantastic. me neither. Uh, listen, he's oh. going to get carries. I don't know if it's going to be right out of the gate, and I don't know the uh, the ceiling on those carries, but he's going to get carries in this offense. I think. They, I mean, he has to beat out Justin Jackson. I think he can do that. Where they've drafted him, uh, what 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 he has shown both at UCLA and at the Senior Bowl. I think he can be a guy who helps shoulder the load that they don't want Austin Eckler to take all of. And I think Absolutely. that's why they picked him. So I I like this. I think he's a sneaky, uh, I'll say 850 rushing yards and seven, six? Yeah. six, seven touchdowns in the not-too-distant future. And Absolutely. then from there on, he can go up. So Joshua Kelly. Don't like, don't love that at all. All righty. Well, fellas, <clears throat> it is the 303, and somehow our friend Jordan Love is still on the board. Yep, I thought I'm going to go ahead and take him here. This is a realistic scenario, right? Third round, this class is just so deep. Absolutely. To get a starting potential starting quarterback in the third round of a, a rookie draft does not happen, so it's a, a draft pick that you'll sit on for a few years, but I will take the shot there on Jordan Love at the 303, see if he is the next guy in Green Bay behind Rodgers. And I'm going to follow that up with a big receiver out of Liberty. Goes to Washington. Uh, Gandy oh, Golden geez. is my next pick here. Uh, Antonio Gandy Golden is the next receiver for potential targets in Washington. Obviously, you guys know I love Terry McLaurin. Yep. But behind him, it is question marks everywhere. Uh, so I will take, Ant- uh, what's his name? Gandy Golden. Antonio Gandy Golden out of uh, Liberty with the 304. Alrighty, um, bumdy bumdy bumdy. This is this is getting interesting, boys. Yeah, it is getting down. All right, gross. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm considering another quarterback. Yeah, you are. Am I, am I gonna do that? You know what? I am. There's a lot of interesting dart throw receivers, but I feel like they're kind of all the same. And there's only one more Jacob Eason. So I'm going to take Jacob Eason, uh, Colts quarterback, drafted to potentially be the successor to Phillip Rivers. 
Uh, very good chance that he is that in two years, honestly, because Rivers signed a one-year deal. He is a, basically a bridge quarterback. Um, and they have a good young team. So, like, uh, I, I guess the point of that is that they needed to find their quarterback now or have signed a younger free agent or have signed Rivers to a longer deal, which means that I think they think Eason can be that guy. Totally agree. If that makes sense. Um, so, Eason's going to have, if he takes over in two years, he's going to have a great offensive line. He's going to have learned under a savvy veteran and a good leader in Phillip Rivers, who I think can help him hone up some of the areas of his game that aren't as refined. And combine that with his arm ability, his arm talent is very, very good. And the weapons that he will have in Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, uh, T.Y. Hilton's still there. Um, uh, who's the guy they drafted? Uh, Pittman, Michael, Michael Pittman, Pittman, who I wanted to take in the first round of this rookie draft. It's looking pretty decent for him. If all the things shape up together, he could be a QB, high-end QB2, or easily a QB1 in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, I don't hate that at all. Um, well, boys, I've reached the point where uh, I don't have a single quarterback left. Or on my on my team. So, you don't. So that's very intriguing. <laughs> wow. And Jalen you know Hurts. what? Not every single team uh, that drafts in a rookie draft is going to feel the need to take a running back or take a quarterback, and that's completely fine. Um, you don't have to take a quarterback every time. If you feel confident that you got three to four quarterbacks on your roster, uh, go skill position and take a look at the people that I've drafted. Um, I'm not reaching that. for Jalen Hurts here. I, I'm not going to do that. And I feel like there is one running back left that could potentially carve out a big role and eventually potentially win the starting job. And I'm going to take DJ Dallas, who landed himself uh, up in Seattle. Uh, Seattle has two main running backs right now, Chris Carson and Rashad Penny, both coming off of major injuries. Uh, Chris Carson on the last year of his rookie deal. They gave fairly decent capital to DJ Dallas. Not super high, but not atrocious. Um, and Seattle doesn't care about draft capital at all. It's a open competition at all times. And if Carson is coming off injury and maybe he's a little slow to, to recover and doesn't show the same burst and DJ Dallas looks like the better option... They will give him a chance. There is no, like, veteran discount in Seattle. And if Chris Carson does not rebound well and DJ Dallas looks like he can carry the rock just fine, they might not extend Chris Carson next year. It's entirely possible that Carson walks. So that's an intriguing situation to, to watch at this late of a point. I love that. I'm all in on that pick. Um, from there, I'm going to go with a Swiss Army knife that the team that drafted him was super stoked about, including the head coach who draws up all this madness. I'm going with Devin DuVernay, a slot receiver, fantastic option, uh, who goes to Baltimore. And it looks like Baltimore is trying to bolster the receiving options there so that they're not so one-dimensional I think they want to still run the ball very very well obviously they got a running quarterback um, who I mean is the greatest running quarterback in NFL history quite frankly 
Um, but I think that they want to get the passing game more and more involved and take some pressure off of him by having more options. I think that Devin DuVernay is someone that they're very excited to deploy in a number of ways. And I think that they're going to draw it up to get him the ball. So again, at this point in the draft, we're getting to the late rounds. These are a little bit of dart throws looking for some high upside. I think that Devin DuVernay has some pretty high upside in that offense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Betts, what was your pick after Jordan Love? I forgot. Uh, Antonio Gandy-Golden. Thank you. AGG. Yeah. All right. AGG. Just making sure, because he would have been on my board somewhere. All right. For sure. Here's here's what I'm going to do, guys. I, I have an interesting point of note for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Evans, yes. after 2020, mm-hmm. has almost no dead money on his contract. $3.6 million in 2021, and then down to diddly squat on the remainder of his contract, which is... I was not aware of that. Chris Godwin is a free agent after 2020. Some interesting Mm. facts. Tyler Johnson... Yeah, dude. ...out of Minnesota was drafted in the fifth round by the Buccaneers. Production beast at Minnesota. He was. Set basically every receiving record that they have on the books. Very, very good. Uh... Interesting profile from a prospect standpoint. He's kind of like a big slot. Not necessarily going to be like your most explosive guy or most athletic guy or anything like that. He's not going to juke anyone out of their you know their socks with his move. He's no Stefan Diggs. But he, he can be a big possession guy. He can be a big slot guy. He can be a red zone threat. He's a very good contested catch guy. So I think if either they let Chris Godwin walk and he slides into the slot or they let Evans walk and he's all of a sudden their new touchdown guy, I think he could be sneaky productive down the line in a couple years. I don't know who their quarterback will be because it probably won't be Tom Brady anymore at that point. But hopefully it's somebody decent and uh, it's this flyer territory. So I'm going to take a flyer on a guy who had a lot of production uh, and could step into a role in a couple years in Tyler Johnson. I like that a lot. Yeah, I do too. I think that, you know, this is a... Like you said, the third round, I mean, you're not really like expecting anything to happen with this draft pick, but if it does, great. And right. Tyler Johnson is a guy who has the production profile mm-hmm. in college to really fit, you know, that that next level kind of like prospect, right? Like yeah. college production, I mean, it just sounds so elementary, but that is the number one predictor of success in the NFL. If you look at all the other factors removed, and he has it. I mean, back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons there. Uh, Minnesota set all the records, so I love that pick Okada, and that's super sneaky. I did not realize. I didn't realize the contract the situation were that yeah. much of an issue. Yeah, that's what do you know what their uh, cap space is like? Like, is there a real realistic scenario where one of those guys is not on the roster in like twenty twenty one? If I were to guess, it's going to be Mike Evans. Yeah, like, I would not up. be surprised in twenty twenty one if he's. I will look up. Um, you go ahead and make your pick. I will look up their uh, cap space situation. Okay. Uh, at the next pick here, we are at what the three nine three oh nine. Man, guys, it's getting rough. Getting down there. <laughs> I'm gonna take my guy here, Adam Troutman. We talked about it on yesterday's show. The wide receiver break, or the tight end breakdown. Excuse me. This guy is, is from a small school from Dayton, but put up almost a thousand yards as a receiver in college, which does not happen no matter what the level of play is. So I'm gonna take Adam Troutman here. He's a very good pass catching tight end. Landed in New Orleans. Jared Cook is not a young player anymore. And that offense knows how to get fantasy points to its skill position players. So I'm going to take Adam Troutman and see if he develops into something here throughout his career. And guys, it's sad because I only have one draft pick left. 
Oh, true. We all only have one. We're at the very, very back end of the draft. I'm going to take a guy who essentially was a bust in college. Straight up. Donovan Peoples-Jones was the highest ranked wide receiver in his draft class in high school. The highest. A five-star recruit. A stud. A can't-miss prospect. What does he do? Goes to Michigan and doesn't do diddly squat. (laughs) Uh, But he lands in Cleveland, and it looks terrible on the surface because, obviously, they have Jarvis Landry and they have Odell Beckham. But there have been rumors, as there always are, with Odell Beckham. The depth chart behind them is non-existent. Listen to these names. Kaderil Hodge. Nothing. Kaywon Taylor. Just stop Jamon talking. Moore. Stop talking. There is <laughs> not Jackson. any there is not any depth behind exactly. the first two wide receivers. So potential injury, trade, whatever. He could be the next guy up. And I'm willing to see if it was just a terrible quarterback situation in Michigan that led to the poor production, or if he's just not that good. But the back in the third round. No risk. Uh, Shea Patterson did not get drafted, correct? Uh, not I don't that I so. remember, no. There you go. There Alrighty. is your answer. Um, regarding the cap space, they are anticipated at this point in 2021 uh, to have $79 million in cap space. So they've got some room. Wow. They've got some money, but... Um, again, they're gonna have to find a new quarterback. They're gonna need a new quarterback. Um, you know what's gonna be fun? I cannot wait. I cannot wait for Jameis Winston to play one year in New Orleans and then come back to. Oh (laughs) yes, please, please please make it happen. happen. I would love that so much. Oh, that's (laughs) amazing. But they're gonna have some money to work with. They're gonna have some room to uh to maneuver a little bit. That'll be interesting. Alrighty, is it to me for my last pick here? It is you to your yes, last sir. pick, sir. Three eleven. All right, guys, I'm gonna do something a little bit wacky here. All right, sure you I'm are. gonna go with the guy so deep that I'm not even how sure deep is he? How to pronounce his <laughs> last name? Oh, we did fantastic. not even begin to mention him on the podcast. Oh, great! It is James Prochet. Oh, I was think. gonna yes. take him out of SMU. First of all, great pick. SMU starting to pump out some interesting wide receivers. Uh, Colton Sutton came out of there a couple years ago. This guy is a production monstrosity, similar to Tyler Johnson, who I took with my last pick. Uh, He broke all kinds of records, including uh, all of his school's records last year. He also tied for the most receptions in the entire FBS last year with 111. He is a beast on the deep ball. He is a beast in contested catch situations. He is so good. He has good yak. Uh... Listen, he's a 201st pick overall, all right? So he's a dart throw in the real draft, let alone in our fantasy draft. But he goes to the Baltimore Ravens, who uh, you picked a little earlier Duvernay. It was last yep. round, I think. Yep, Yeah, last you round. picked Duvernay. Because, listen, they took some shots on Roger Seaver because they need to find somebody. I think that James Prochet, I hope. It is his Pro- name. Prochet. I don't know. Thank it's you. Prochet. I think he could be the guy that I talked about uh, coming into the draft. I said, if someone goes to Baltimore, I want it to be a contested catch guy who can go up and get balls in the red zone and score touchdowns for this team because they don't have that. They have some speed guys, and that's fine. But I want I want a little bit. I want a guy who can jump. I want a guy who can score from Lamar Jackson, who can make them a threat to pass and not just run when they get into the red zone and the ten zone. I think James Brochet could sneakily be that guy. It might take a little bit. And it's definitely a dart throw, but he's going to be my pick here. 
close out my draft. Really interesting. I think Duvernay and Prochet are two prospects that might bring very similar sort of skill sets to this offense. Um, and, and I think that's going to be interesting to watch those two go at it. Um, I'm going with the very last pick. Mr. Irrelevant mm. at, at the 312. I am going to go... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> I, I think I am. I, I really think I'm going to... Keep in mind, there are very high stakes writing on this. The Super oh, yes. high stake. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do. Host. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take just an absolute dart throw on someone with a potential really high ceiling, but also a super low floor. This is just dart throw of dart throws. I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson to Washington. Uh, this is someone that was used all over the field, special teams, receiver, running back. Only had 33 career carries. Um, in his college football career, nothing. That's pennies. That's diddly squat. Was drafted as a, air quotes, running back by Washington. But he's basically just an offensive player. Just an offensive weapon that they decided to take. Um, it could be absolutely nothing. It's entirely possible that that's the case. It could also be that they've got a plan to really utilize this guy to stretch their offense laterally to get balls out in space to somebody in either direction, possibly line them up in the slot, possibly do some misdirection fun stuff. I, I don't know. Um, but he looks really good on tape. He worked out with the wide receivers at the combine and ran a 439 at 220 odd pounds, 23, 26 pounds, something like that. Over 220 pounds on a 439. That is Jonathan Taylor territory in terms of athleticism. Um, someone that is that athletic for the last pick in the three round draft, I will shoot my shot on that and maybe nothing happens, but maybe something really cool happens too. So I am totally fine with taking that pick. <laughs> I like that, that call there, John. Maybe yeah. something cool happened. We'll find out. Maybe something cool uh, happens. Who knows? Honestly, after the third round, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at high upside guys yep. that could be something, but I mean, guys, the top 24 prospects in this class are absolutely loaded. Yes, mm -hmm. Like any year. The 209 to like the 212 or even like 301 is a back end first uh, type of rookie pick. So, yep. loaded class. Fellas, let's recap the draft. Let's each go uh, through our rosters. John, since you drafted first, I'll let you kick it off. Tell us who you selected in the draft. Um, the 1.01 of my heart and the 1.01 in this draft Jonathan Taylor, followed by CD Lamb, Cam Akers, Jalen Rager, Keyshawn Vaughn. LaVisca Chenault, Denzel Mims, Brian Edwards, Anthony McFarland, DJ Dallas, Devin DuVernay, and Antonio Gibson. I love all of it. All right, Okada. Every time you say Anthony McFarland, I just see family guy in my head. How dare you? <laughs> um, well, first of all, I'd just like to, to say that, Betts, I think we should change the rules because it's a it would be a two-to-one vote. That it is an actual team because John took no tight ends or quarterbacks, and we diversify with both those positions. So yes, okay. Now you have to listeners. Vote Fine, on I change Antonio NFL Gibson <laughs> to Albert O with my last pick. <laughs> nope, nope, not allowed. <laughs> All right, I will read off my roster. So, or if you want to call it that, my picks. I got two Tunga Tunga with my number one pick. Ah, oh, so excited, love him. Uh, Jerry Judy, 
DeAndre Swift, Brandon Ayuk, my boy, Ayuk. Justin Herbert, my second quarterback, uh, T. Higgins and Van Jefferson, a nice little wide receiver stack there in the middle, Cole Komet, best tight end in the draft, thank you very much, Joshua Kelly, went a little interesting there with my running back, and then Jacob Eason, had to give me another value quarterback, and then finish it out with a couple wide receiver dart throws in Tyler Johnson and James Prochet, kind of similar with their big production, I hope that it translates to the NFL level. Alrighty, I started things off with Joe Burrow, took Clyde Edwards Elaire with my next pick, then went Justin Jefferson, J.K. Dobbins to end, end the first round. In the second, I snagged Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC, Henry Ruggs in Las Vegas now. Then I took Chase Claypool in Pittsburgh, Zach Moss now with the Bills. Then I took the best value of the draft, Ooh, Jordan Love in the third pick of the third round. Antonio Gandy-Golden, that's a mouthful. Uh, and then Adam Troutman, who I think could be an absolute steal in rookie drafts at tight end. And then followed up with a complete dart throw. Hopefully he can be something. Donovan Peoples-Jones. Fellas, wow. what a draft. Guys. Well done. I, honestly, I am impressed. Uh, at least three, four, several of these names we didn't even talk about on our preview pods for each position. So these just came pulled right out of our butts. And uh, I think they were good pulls. We our well-educated nice butts is yes. where these yep. came from. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> there we love are. <laughs> I love it. All right, fellas. Uh, like we said, we'll put this out on social media, make a couple of graphics, put a place for you guys to vote. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Who had, again, not the best overall roster. Because I have no quarterbacks quarterback. or tight ends. It's not right, roster. You would lose. So the best drafts. Who had the best draft? Um, spoiler alert, it is me. Uh, all right, fellas, anything else for the team, people? This was a long week of podcasting. Oh yeah. So goodness. much content. I uh, would just I say, say like this, this has been um, a ton of fun getting through the NFL draft, seeing these landing spots. This rookie class, guys, is so good. Do everything you can before your rookie drafts, if they're not going already, to load up on seconds, please. If you have Ooh. veterans, if you have veterans that you can sell off for seconds, do it, please. There are so many talented players in this draft. It is borderline unparalleled. There were more wide receivers drafted in the first two days in this draft than ever in NFL history. You thought the draft class that came out in 2000 and what was it, 14 with Odell Beckham Jr.? You thought that class yep. was stacked? This class is going to rival it. It is going to be amazing. So load up on your seconds. Subscribe to us on Patreon. Get in our Slack chat. Hit us up with personal questions about who yes. you're targeting and what you want to know. And we are all in on helping you guys. Definitely. Yeah. And with and that being said, real quick, yeah, before, before we move on, Okada, I want to pose a quick question to you guys. Ooh. Um, if you have 2020 firsts, are you encouraging listeners to trade those for 2020 seconds? First of all, bets you what you nearly took the right the words right out of my mouth. Fortunately, you made it into a question, and now I can answer. Unreal. That is exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say if you if are in late. a rebuild. Uh, well, here's what I was going to say. I was going to say if you have the 102, or the 103, you're looking at Tua or, or Joe Burrow, and you're like, right. I, I'm rebuilding my team. I need me one of these good young quarterbacks to be the quarterback of my future in the Superflex League. Apparently, Okada's <laughs> from Alabama. I uh, didn't know that I was I would trade that away 
get back two or three yeah. picks in the second. Take me a Justin Herbert and add on a Brandon Ayuk and a T. Higgins. Yeah. Throw in a Henry Ruggs maybe instead of one of those guys if you like him. Uh, a Keyshawn Vaughn even if he slips that far. If you get yep. two of those guys and Herbert, that is the that is a sick core to your rebuild. Yes, 100% bets. Trade back into the second if you have first and you're if, rebuilding. If you are a rebuild team that is top heavy, like for instance, I had a roster um, that is very, very top heavy. I got like three or four elite talents. Kyler Murray, uh, CMC, Tyreek Hill. Like that's the core of this team. Um, in a series of trades today, um, I turned because I traded them for draft picks and then used the draft picks to go uh, younger. Um, I traded it while I pull it up in front of me. I turned Christian McCaffrey into DeAndre Swift, CD Lamb, David Montgomery, and AJ Brown. And, and I feel so freaking good about that. If you're a top, like top heavy team where you don't think you have the depth to compete this year, this is the great year to blow it up. Like sell off the one or two studs that you have blow it up for depth because there's so much depth in this draft class it's a great way to go right now with everything going on with after the landing spots i love that and i love what okada said if you got an early first and you can sell it for like you might be able to get two firsts in a second potentially for a top of the one order pick like if you've got the 102 you might be able to sell that for like a 108, a 110, and like a 204. Like, if there's someone in your league that has that, you might be able to pull off that draft capital. Take that Delicious. all day long. Like, do it in a heartbeat. Yep. Definitely agree. <laughs> uh, Good enough. Excellent advice there. <laughs> Great job, John. Uh, no, there's no better way to close out a long week of podcasting than John's beautiful face, beautiful voice uh, just in your ear. Sell those picks. Just move sell back in the them. first. Take You're gonna be okay. It. Listen to the <laughs> yeah. sirens. Take the offers. Do that. Yes. And hit it me up on intriguing. Twitter with questions. Absolutely. Hit us up on Twitter. Find John at Dynasty Beard. Okada is at Matt Okada. I am at the Fantasy PT. And Okada has one final point. I think. Yes. Before we get out well, of here. it is a request from you guys. We give you guys a lot of advice. We are now out of uh, draft season. Yeah. We are in. Well, we're out of NFL draft season. We're going to start moving towards real draft season. And we're going to be talking more about rookies for a little while. But we're now is the time we can start talking about anything. So if you guys have ideas about pods you'd like to hear, subjects you'd like to have addressed, uh, fun ideas you'd like us to do, I'd be interested to hear about any of those. If you're still around here at the 50-minute mark on our fourth pod of the week, then you we love are you. a diehard listener, and I want to make pods for you. So... Tell us what you, what you want to hear about. Tell us what you want to talk about. It could be a bunch of poppycock about nothing that has to do with football. Maybe we do an extra episode. We just do that. I don't know. But this is a great season to just have fun with podcasts and start talking all kinds of stuff. So hit us up. I'm curious. Definitely. Agree with that 100%. All right, everybody. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back next week. And until next time, we are the Richards. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.